0: happened immediately so it was only like 8 10 but still i was like oh damn which happened immediately yeah which was you know (laughs) i came home doesn't
1: matter who's in the living room my pants are off
0: exactly i'm one of those dads now (laughs) Um,
1: man i can't wait until i'm like one one of those people honestly like i'm already like close yeah like come home shoot like if i didn't have to uh take bosco out to walk as soon as i'm getting home I would be like taking my clothes off and putting my pajamas on.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much the way I mean that's the way Sarah is, but she gets home at, like a normal hour. Yeah. You know, I when I get home from work, I still have to go out and pick up the kids and stuff like that. But as soon as I can, pretty much as soon as Sarah gets home, we're all in our either lounge wear. <laughs> she she might put on like athleisure wear or something yeah. to go run, but I'll I'll just throw on my PJs. Athleisure yeah. wear. Athleisure wear, definitely. And yeah, I mean it's uh the sun is still hours from actually oh, yeah. setting completely oh, for sure. well, especially what, this you, time of you year. You get home
1: at like 12:30 yeah. o'clock, right? right, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like if you're getting home like putting your pajamas on you're like, "Oh, another <laughs> hard day work." Did- and <laughs> then you've got like hours yeah, of sunlight yeah. left. Yeah.
0: The good days are when I wore like khakis to work or something like that. And yeah. when I get home, I, like I'll, I'll nap in jeans, that's no problem. Oh, those yeah. don't Yeah, but khakis are a different thing. You just want to keep those nice and pressed. <laughs> so the nice days are when I <laughs> Do wear khakis to work, or and which usually go with a nice shirt too. Mm-hmm. Then I do put on my PJs before I nap. And oh yeah, it's, for it's sure, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then I have to, you know, get dressed in, you know, street clothes or whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah, like to leave uh, the house. I'll be
1: I'll be laying on the couch or just like uh, spread out. Uh Like I I can't lay on my couch because Grace always like lays down, and then there's like. No room for me, yeah. so I'm always laying at an angle. My legs are off on the a couch. Table, yeah. my, my back is where my butt should be. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just sprawled out. And yeah. you're like, How are you comfortable? Go, go, put your pajamas on. I'm like, look, I buy comfy clothes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't wear things that I'm not comfortable in. Right, right, but. The I, I'm lucky that the things that I like and the things that I think I look good in are also very comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs>
1: appropriate for work. Yeah, which is
0: nice. Yeah, yeah, we don't have like a suit job or anything like that. So, oh my god, that's nice.
1: I don't think I could wear a suit every day.
0: I, you know, honestly, I think I could. I like when really? I, I like wearing suits. I like getting yeah. dressed up. And, and I, when I did work, I worked in news for a little bit, and so you never knew when you were going to be called out. I could so wear you had a shirt wear... and tie every yeah. day? Not that's I, what I did, yeah. I don't yeah. think I could
1: wear a full suit yeah, every day. Yeah, I mean,
0: I wouldn't want to keep the jacket on 24-7, but yeah. I guess I wouldn't mind having it to throw on when I needed to. That's true. You know? But I, I, I actually wouldn't mind. I mean, I liked when i can't match clothing so i would like uh, sort of yeah. buy you would, know, would
1: you go and get the walmart special the shirt and tie combo pack
0: in a box yeah yeah, yeah. oh, oh yeah. my god
1: yeah those are underrated
0: yeah not at um I, I never i didn't know walmart had them but at kohl's definitely they i would oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kohl's. i just got two of those recently kohl's they were burlington seriously yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I got a really nice vest at burlington and mm-hmm. i use it for my wrestling gigs mm-hmm. uh and it it makes me it makes me look professional yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get into the vest craze but i really liked it i, I wish i would have because you know of. Uh, vest and shirt and tie and jeans was kind of a, a cool thing yeah. for like, you know, maybe like 2010 to 2015 or something like that. Maybe not even that long. <laughs>
1: I don't think that long. So like
0: 20, <laughs> maybe like twenty two 2008 to 2010.
1: Yeah. I know maybe. one of my college roommates, he Whenever always... Whenever
0: Glee premiered, that's what oh I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> I know one of my college roommates, he always said that he liked to dress fancy and like every Friday he would like do uh, shirt and tie vest dress pants to the nine. yeah eventually it started to like devolve uh-huh. and like it was like a couple of days through the week and then it'd be like half and half <laughs> and, and he'd do like shirt tie vest sleeves on the shirt rolled up ah. cargo shorts oh
0: no uh
1: with like his lanyard <laughs> hanging out the pocket and his hair like just washed and like hanging all over the place yeah, yeah. he had like uh, curly hair right. so it was like it was it was a weird look. Yeah, yeah. It, and his PF Flyers. He wore PF Flyers. Those, from the Those that's lot. cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I didn't remember that those were from the law, but that's a cool, underrated sort of like uh, I don't know what you'd call it. A, just a cool shoe. It's a yeah, cool shoe. I mean, hey,
1: props yeah. to him. He was he was pulling off his own look. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. I, I,
0: but I I understand the um. It's like the there was a kid in college that got a uh, that got a mohawk. We didn't know him or anything. Uh-huh. We we're like, whoa, that kid got a mohawk. And then he has also dyed various colors. And then it was like. Every so often, he just wouldn't put it up, and I was like, eh, "Oh yeah, nah, nah, man, you gotta just, you know, <laughs> you,
1: you gotta, you gotta make the commitment. You yeah, gotta put it exactly. up exactly. You gotta take the time. You gotta make sure
0: you're the one that wanted to rebel. Put the work in. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, you gotta put it up every day. Can't just hang in your face or on one side or no. You want you wanted the mohawk. Do the work. You know, no one, no one told you to do it. In fact, everyone told you not to do it. And now look at what you're doing. You're phoning it in. You're phoning in you're your mohawk. You're proving everyone right. You're proving <laughs> everyone right. Exactly. The man was right about you. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that we kind of stumbled across dress because dressing nicely and things like that. Will come up later on in the show uh, today, right? Uh, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's
1: a show about one thing. Watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy, and I'm Ted Hollowell. And
0: today we're talking about the opera, season four, episode eight. Uh, but before that, the only real thing that I had from last week, uh, and I remember what you were gonna do, what you were gonna do last week, and I did end up watching it. By the way, uh, was the Yi? I think yee, yeah. ye, and you were like, you got to watch yee afterwards, <laughs> and then you couldn't remember at the end of the show what the homework yeah, was. But I, I think that was it. Yeah, I
1: think uh, I think I, that I, I showed it. you like right after we were done. recording. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just uh it's the uh like nine or ten second clip on youtube it's just the dinosaurs saying yee. yeah and one
0: says like yub 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 or something wah, 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 right? wah, wah, yeah there wah, you go wah, like, wah, um, yeah, wah, wah, yeah. <laughs> and then the other one goes yee, yee. and so i can't I, believe you've never seen it i i loved it <laughs> I, if i saw it i hadn't retained it uh but then the other thing was my 10 cassette we wanted to know how much that was worth these days and yeah i looked it up and you can pretty much pay what you want for a 10 cassette. I did go to Discogs. Yeah, and makes sense. Um, You know, like, 10 bucks seems like where it does top out, which is okay. kind of our guess. But certainly, I saw two ninety nine, three ninety nine. 99 3 my, uh, my 10 cassette is not shrink-wrapped anymore. Yeah, It's hardly in mint condition. It, if
1: it was shrink-wrapped yeah. in mint condition, you'd probably get, I don't know, 25 30 bucks I might maybe. be able to go that high. Yeah. yeah,
0: I might be able to.
1: And I think you'd be... Uh, you wouldn't have a problem finding a buyer at yeah. that at that price. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh wow, still shrink wrapped, mint condition, never played. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd be willing to pay this.
0: And as you'd expect, it was kind of difficult. Well, I got I got kind of I, I could have gotten very deep in in my Pearl Jam search because um you know they were a band that uh, embraced bootleggers early on in their career and so yeah. The bootleg cassettes, especially, you know, I mean, that's all you could bootleg on back then. Yeah. It's not like you could carry your phone in and record a show or whatever. Um, God, I wish that was around when I was going to shows. I was like, God, I wanted, you know, I loved, uh, I loved just collecting things, especially that I was at. Um, but, you know, they, they were, they were a group that embraced bootleggers. And so the, the, that's everywhere on Discogs. Um, yeah. I and mean, I think that was it.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't really have anything yeah. else. Uh, if you've never listened to us before, li- uh, listen to the full show. Give us a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, and we will send you a No Hugging, No Learning sticker. We are not a research heavy show. I'm watching these episodes for the first time. Tim is watching these episodes for the first time in chronological order after being a fan for years. If we miss something, if we skip over something, uh, send us an email, uh, send us a tweet at No Hugging on Twitter or No Hugging, No Learning Show at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description. That being said, season four, episode eight, The Opera, original air date, November 4th, 1992. I was negative one month and 16 days old. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see, unaware her beau is a mad stalker, Jerry takes Elaine to the opera.
0: Interesting way of putting that. Yeah. It's like, those are two separate ideas. <laughs> And, and it's not like,
1: really what happens. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah.
0: Th- those are two separate ideas. We, we can it, get to it It, at it the... is, but it yeah. isn't. <laughs> Unaware her beau is a mad stalker, Jerry takes Elaine to the opera. Yeah. That has nothing to do... Both of those have nothing to do with... Uh, it, it would Anyway, <laughs> we-, we can do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. <laughs> um, we start with the stand-up bit, as usual. And this is about the tuxedo and how men... Um, you know, women are like, well, men are all the same. We might as well dress them all the same. I like this bit, honestly. It's not, you know, it it sounds kind of well worn mm-hmm. at this point. It's not like breaking any new ground, but I feel like maybe in '92 it kind of was. It was like still that observational. This is good Seinfeld observational humor as opposed to like, why do people have pictures of their family in their yeah. office? Yeah, um, this was this was kind of funny. I like that line, and I feel like this is a this is like a um. In my greatest hits of Seinfeld stand up, I would put this in it. Right? Really? Yeah, and not okay. that it's like dropped dead hilarious, yeah. but uh, I I feel like it's it's pulled off, it's executed well. Yeah.
1: I I did like the line where he's like, there's a reason it's not do you take yes. Steven Johnson? It's do you take this man?
0: Do you take this man? Yeah, we're all dressed <laughs> the same as the wedding. If, 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 r- if one says know, no, we
1: just go down the line.
0: Yeah, if, if, <laughs> if w- women know that the groom there's a chance the groom might not show up, so that's why everyone just shifts down one <laughs> and that's why the the vows are do you take Steven Johnson? There are do you take this man? I, th- I feel like that's a that's a very funny line that I remember from, you know, when I think of great Seinfeld bits, this is yeah. one of them. Uh, so we open up um, in Joe DiVola's... Well, we open up with a kind of a very close-up of, of Joe DiVola. We're assuming... I'm assuming we're in his apartment. Yeah. You don't really see an establishing shot. Well, you do. There is, a, there is an establishing shot of the apartment building from outside. And then he's leaving a threatening phone call for uh, Jerry, and he's saying, I know what you... I know what you said to the NBC executives. I know you badmouthed me to the NBC executives and put the kibosh on my deal, and now I'm gonna put the kibosh on you.
1: Yeah, and I I wrote this down. Like I know we saw him like coming out of the NBC executives' offices, but like what deal? Who is this dude? Yeah, he would have a deal with NBC. I think he's just another
0: writer, right? I feel like Jerry mentioned it when... because that was never made clear. I feel like it was maybe it wasn't made clear, but Jerry mentioned it to George when they were like, "Oh, there's Joe DiVola. uh, I've, he he uh, mentioned his, you know his his relationship to him. I don't remember what it was exactly. Okay, but it was in the episode <laughs> where they th- with their first meeting with the yeah. NBC execs. Uh, yeah. Okay,
1: I, all I remember is him coming out of the offices and then like Jerry's immediately put off. Yeah, like, I, I don't remember anything being said as to what he was, right. or who he was, you know? Yeah. Like, writer, actor, um, cinematographer. I, yeah. I think writer, but okay. I, I don't
0: recall, um, and and I don't remember what exactly was said, but I think there's some sort of okay. little line in there. But you're right. It's not made abundantly clear, but he's got some sort of deal at NBC. And, um, yeah, and then so we kind of transition the end of Joe Devola's message That he's leaving live plays as we enter Jerry's apartment in kind of a cool transition shot. Mm -hmm. um, And... Jerry's coming in. He misses the message, though. It's it's beeping and ending by the time he comes in. Uh, Kramer comes in, too. They talk about the opera. Kramer wants to know if he's going. Jerry doesn't want to go. Kramer demonstrates what the opera is, just in case Jerry's forgotten. You know, like, they talk yeah. about how, you know, he's like, why you got to sing everything? Just say it, you know.
1: And he said, that's the way Italian people talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what? He says that, well, why don't they do that anymore? Yeah. Well, it's work. <laughs> it's effort. And th- they, they refer to the play... As Pagliacci, right? For the longest time, I thought it was Pagliacci. Oh,
0: because you're it- watching the. The, um, what is it? Oh, you mean like before this, epi- before before we this, this episode? Before this episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's like the flowery Italian okay. sort of way. of So it, pronouncing so it is it. Poliachi?
1: Yeah, I would okay. say so. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the G trips me up. Then I guess. Right,
0: right. It's you know it's a, it's an Italian word, so I think it's a gotcha, silent G. Yeah. A in silent there. G. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and uh, yeah, so it's and if Jerry doesn't go, then the whole thing's off. Kramer's going to call the whole thing off because Jerry's the nu- nucleus mm-hmm. of. George and Susan, Elaine, and Kramer. Without Jerry, they really don't have anything yeah. and, reason uh, to hang out.
1: Yeah, and Kramer's uh, uh, still trying to like persuade him to go, and he says, Pagliacci's the great, sad, tragic clown, yeah. like you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Elaine enters, and Joey is coming to the opera. So our first uh, inclination as viewers that we know more than Elaine and Jerry do, uh-huh. uh, that this is why they haven't connected the dots that, Joey is crazy Joe DiVola. Because, because she's
1: only calling yeah, him Joey. Joey. She, she has no reason to give his full name. Right. She, she doesn't call him Joe, so that wouldn't. No, uh, that so, wouldn't. Yeah. So that wouldn't connect in Jerry's brain, or
0: even make him go, "Oh, I'm dealing with a Joe right now." No, yeah. it's, a Joey is not scary either. Exactly. You know, it's not a scary name, so <laughs> you wouldn't even connect it to some someone scary named Joe. By the way, I do want to point out. How about Elaine's backpack purse in this scene? Oh my god! Did you notice, notice it or it, see no. it? I this is this is a very '90s thing. If there is like female normcore, I would say backpack purses are a part of that <laughs> uh, that look because '92. Uh, this is still like a normal size backpack. Like she, it looks like she might have even gone out and gotten like kind of a high end backpack. But as the '90s continued. The backpack purses got smaller and smaller. So, do you remember yeah. the tiny backpack yeah, purses? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you remember the Stroke Nine song "Little Black Backpack"? I don't. Oh, it's one of my favorite songs <laughs> from the '90s. There, it's I, I love it so much. Definitely check it out. Um, and so, anyway, uh, there, it's, she washes. She's washing her hands as she dries her hands on Jerry, which is a funny uh, sight gag uh, as well. And so, uh, as they do, Jerry is giving Elaine a hard time about a new
1: boyfriend. Uh We've seen them do this before. Yeah. And he's like, oh, so I get to meet Joey. And I I forget (laughs) like what Jerry says, but Elaine comes back with uh, saying, it's nice to be involved with somebody who's interested (laughs) in something other than Nick at Night. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, she she also, uh, she keeps going on about Joey, he said... Uh, She says, he's got a grip on reality, he's well-adjusted, he's happy, happy. (laughs) Uh, just all things that are just uh, direct jokes to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not jokes for the sake of being jokes, but it's just something like, well, like you said, we know more than we they do. We know
0: what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you familiar with Nick at Night? Oh yeah. Okay. So oh, you, yeah. Remember a kid. you remember Nickelodeon? You remember when Nickelodeon would cut off yes. and Nick at Night would start? Oh god, with yeah. Something. What was? It, what do you associate with that first show uh, at eight o'clock? Because it was always like
1: I don't, like, I don't never, I don't necessarily associate a first show. Yeah. But I know like uh, all that. Uh, Clarissa Explains It oh, All. Well, that's
0: Snick. That's Saturday Night Nickelodeon. nuh Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking of Snick. Am I? Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, Clarissa Explains It All. Um, Nick and, uh, um, not Oh, my unit. God. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah,
1: I guess I am. So that um, was Saturday
0: night. Okay, um, so
1: Nick at Night with
0: Roundhouse, then, I love.
1: Nick at Night was
0: what exactly? Well, so Nickelodeon would would halt programming for children at yeah. seven thirty, and that kind of the Cartoon Network show. does
1: with Adult Swim. Yeah, but, but m- less, way less raunchy.
0: And more, yeah, more. So they would they would stop at eight, and at eight o'clock something like F Troop would start, or I Dream okay. of Genie, or Get Smart. So something for or the family, something. Yeah, for the family more so the parents. Something your mom and dad, something my yeah, mom and dad yeah, yeah, yeah. grew up with. I'll say something my mom and dad grew up with. So, um, you know, black and white TV shows essentially. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and like boring. Well, not boring because they, they were a lot of them were comedies, but not. But boring to a kid who was who lost track of time and realized that Nickelodeon was ending and I, I don't get to watch my fun shows anymore. Yeah. Now I have to watch these boring shows or or turn off the TV, <laughs> which is more likely to happen. So yeah, that that was Nick at Night. I. You know, what was the other one? Uh, oh, the Munsters, Adams Family. Oh, okay. Um, what was the other one besides I Dream of G- Bewitched. That was another one. And I just—I uh, remember F Troop being one of the early shows because as as a kid who lost track of time, you know, you'd be like, "Oh God, what's on next?" And then the intro to F Troop would start. you like, "Oh nah, man, son click. of a!" It was like on Saturday mornings when you were like, "Yes, what's coming on next?" And then Soul Train would start. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh man, Saturday Back to reality. Cartoons are over, and then Soul Train was even worse because it started with a cartoon train, and you were like. Oh, cool. What's this? I don't remember. Oh, it's Soul Train. It gets me every week, every week with the cartoon train. So after Elaine says he's happy and well-adjusted, we do a smash cut to Joe bench-pressing, listening to Pagliacci, uh, with pictures of Elaine strewn about, and he's sobbing. Yes. <laughs> so hilarious.
1: Uh, <laughs> incredible shot. He's not shot. happy.
0: He's not well-adjusted. He's none of the things yeah, yeah. that Elaine just said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: th- this is a... a, a perfect shot
0: yeah yeah i i i really like this <laughs> yeah this is a well shot episode i mean the intro to joe DiVola with that just that close-up yeah, of his like, face like you're saying great. the
1: transition to uh to jerry's um, apartment yeah to yeah. the voicemail ending and jerry walking in right as it's ending yeah. uh, well done yeah yeah very this, well is, done. this is a very cool
0: uh, action-packed episode i mean it it, run, <laughs> it's, it runs very quick and it's not like you know it's 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 not a funny... I mean, it is funny. There are funny parts, but it's almost like a little movie, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's action-packed, and there's reveals, and already it's almost like Hitchcockian in that... We know something that the characters don't know, and we're we're enjoying it along with them. You know, yeah. Um, the the characters are going to be in danger in this show. It's it's it, it, in this episode. It's really interesting. So uh, then we we cut back to um, the apartment. And Elaine is going to surprise Joey in yeah, his apartment. She's going to
1: pop in. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Jerry goes, "Well, men love that," <laughs> uh, and then, which Elaine
1: does all the time, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. And I think the pop in. We've, haven't we talked about the pop-in before? I, feel I think like. so. Was, was there the episode where Elaine familiar. was going to buy the uh, apartment in Jerry's uh, apartment building? Or she was going to rent the apartment in Jerry's apartment building, and then he was worried about the pop-in? I don't know. Maybe it hasn't really come up to a great extent yet. But then Jerry starts playing the message from Joe after Elaine has left, and... It's it, it, it cut to Joe holding his hand over a candle flame and laughing maniacally. Jesus. Again, more crazy. <laughs> yeah, and that's another crazy shot. Definitely not
1: well adjusted.
0: No, no. <laughs> um, and then cut back to the apartment. So here are, the, here are these like quick action-packed cuts that are mm. that are going back and forth. Uh, and Jerry is freaking out with Kramer <laughs> and, and trying to decide what to do. Should I call the cops? And Kramer says the cops aren't going to do anything. Call... Joe Davola and tell him there's been a misunderstanding because Jerry didn't say anything to the NBC execs. No. I mean, we know this, that, you know, we've seen, we would have seen that interaction if Jerry, if there had been. Some, something that he said, like, oh, I know that nut who just walked out or something like that, yeah. but that didn't happen. Yeah,
1: because uh, apparently um, uh, Joe Devola is saying he's going to put the kibosh on Jerry, yeah. which, again, I thought it was just kibosh.
0: I, say, but, I said it do, earlier in Do you in say episode. kibosh? I say put the kibosh. I'm going to okay. put the kibosh I, on that. I, I could
1: definitely just see that being a New York accent of Right, right, kibosh.
0: kibosh. Yeah. He's going to
1: put the kibosh on me! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I put the kibosh on his <laughs> NBC deal! He's going to put the kibosh! He says kibosh like five times. Yeah,
0: and Joe said it in his his message. She was yeah. like, You think I've never kiboshed before? I've kiboshed, or something like that, <laughs> which is a very Kramer thing to say. Um, Elaine, meanwhile, uh, comes upon Joe's apartment and the door is already open.
1: Yeah, meanwhile, Jerry is leaving yeah. a message on Joe devola's machine, and that ends right as Elaine is walking in, which I wanted to point this out. So he lives really freaking close to Jerry. Yeah. Because she left he while he was listening to the message. Yeah. And then in the time it took for him to Freak out Stop, with Kramer. Like yeah. end his end listening to the message, freak out with Kramer, call him and leave a message, Elaine is there. That's true. That's so I'm true. guessing and in New York City, <laughs> we, I we gotta assume that Jerry's like pretty high up in his building. Yeah, yeah. By the time it takes her to get down to ground floor over to Joe Dava's building and up to his door, three maybe four or five minutes have passed yeah
0: yeah it's, it's, it's <laughs> right they're there essentially neighbors but now we know why jerry really wanted to get out of town once joe once he found out joe was after him because yeah. he could run into him at any moment oh my god yeah yeah he's yeah. gonna run into him like just on the street yeah, walking at, out of his building at the bodega or something uh, at that little pharmacy where they bought, uh, yeah, where they, or at know, monks. They, yeah, or monks, yeah, or monks, exactly. Yeah. Um In fact, they did run into him at monks. Remember, Crazy Joe Devola was outside, and that's oh why my they had God, to stay yeah. inside. So this is all <laughs> making a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So and, and Elaine wouldn't have popped in if she wasn't in the neighborhood. You know, like that's right. not something like I'm going to pop in on him. You know, she was already there. Yeah, at she, she's I guess. not going to
1: like take a cab to yeah. pop in. Well, because she came, to it, get especially the because she's never yeah. been to his apartment.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And she came to get the tickets from Kramer, only he didn't have them yet. So Uh she was like, all right, well, I might as well just go to Joe's. Joey's. Joey's. Um, And uh, so the door is open. Joe's not uh, there. Um, And then Elaine starts moving towards a bunch of pictures on the wall, several of which look candid of Elaine. They're all of Elaine Uh from across the block. um, It's
1: just a huge collage of Elaine pictures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she gets closer to the wall, and then Joe emerges silently from behind her. And then closes the door. And then closes the apartment door that, that was open. <laughs> um, and then Elaine says, oh, you scared me. And he says, good. Fear is our most primal emotion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, from now on, for the rest of the episode, anytime we do a Joe Davola quote, <laughs> It has to be you, and you have to say it like that <laughs> in the Joe Davola voice, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> half an inch away from the microphone. <laughs> um,
0: and then she's like, "Oh, the, you know," Lane's like, "Oh, the door was open, so uh, I just, you know, came in." And and he says. I like to encourage intruders, <laughs> and e, uh, Elaine thinks that he's. She takes it easy as jokes. You know, fear's our most primal emotion. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. I like to encourage intruders. <laughs> that's a funny uh, thing for a normal wow. person to say, and you're normal, <laughs> yeah. so that's funny. Then she starts asking about the pictures, and he says. My home is a sh- I, I screw it up every time. Now it's not good. Uh,
1: no, ho- no, keep going. Keep going. It, it's not bad.
0: My home is a shrine to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he, he says uh, that he uh, got photos with a telephoto <sighs> lens of her in her office, her shopping, her showering. Yeah,
0: which I think is a picture that we can't see on screen. I'm guessing. I'm guessing so. She motions so. to it a little bit later, too, like, in the, in the shower. And Elaine is now rightly freaked out, rightly so. Uh, and he wants uh, he mentions that um, I developed them myself in my dark room would you like to see (laughs) invite invite Elaine into a pitch black room with a red light you know and you can see the negatives hanging from the door and stuff like that it's very um, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs this vibe oh my god and so I think we've already haven't we already referenced Silence of the Lambs like being a popular movie around this time I think so at some some point yeah so I think that might have been kind of what they were going for but um, yeah so Elaine declines the tour of the dark room Um, uh, she lies and and says, well, first of all, that she's got to go. And she couldn't, oh, she couldn't get the opera tickets. Yeah. yeah Kramer we, we, couldn't get yeah, the yeah, opera we, we tickets. We didn't get
1: any tickets, so yeah. we're not going. Yeah. And she left something on, uh, the, the, the gas, the lights, the water yeah. in the tub. Yeah.
0: When when she tells him that they're not going to the opera anymore, Joe, he like twitches in anger. Yeah. He like throws his hand up to his, his head and like uses it to turn it to one side in a very, yeah.
1: oh my God. you know,
0: psychopathic way. I don't know what you'd, um, yeah. So as Elaine tries to get out. Um, Joe slams the door on her with his head. With his head. Yeah, he headbutts the door <laughs> yeah. shut. Yeah, You know, yeah.
1: like a normal guy.
0: Yeah. And uh, he asked, "Do you know Do you know the story of Pagliacci, Netta?" And she says, "I'm Milaine." Uh Netta is spelled N E D D A. <laughs> I uh-huh. turned it on cuz I was like, "What did he What did he call her?" I knew this was going to pay off later, but yeah. I was I still didn't know. Um and, oh, and by the way, I spelled Pagliacci different every single time I wrote it down. Really? The first actually let me let me How did you spell time, it? The first time it is P-A-L-I-A-G-G-C-H-I Because I knew there was a silent okay, G in there So I yeah. could do um, And then this time I spelled it uh, P-A-L-I-A-C-H-I So no G whatsoever <laughs>
1: um, Palliachi <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the uh, yeah. middle aged suburban Texan mom <laughs> yeah, yeah. pronunciation. Oh, we're going to Paliachi when we go to New York. Oh, kids, we're going to Pellegrini, <laughs> and then we're we're gonna <laughs> what's uh what's another like New York like restaurant or something? Um, uh, what uh, what's what's the um what's the box? Oh, <laughs> the the what the uh, uh, the
0: one they go to with their parents, Le Bois and le, le boy I don't remember what Yeah, Boiton boys. Yeah. We're going to We're going to go see
1: Pagliacci and Leboity boy.
0: Leboity boy. And
1: then we're going to go get some Junior's cheesecake.
0: <laughs> um so uh, Pagliacci is a, a clown whose whose wife is unfaithful to him. Do you think I'm a clown? Uh, and then Elaine's like what no? I, if being a clown is bad, then no, you're definitely not. But if it's good, I'm gonna have to rethink that. I love how she's just very, being very diplomatic. <laughs> she
1: doesn't know what to say, yeah, because yeah.
0: she's in danger. She knows she's in danger. Um, and then, so Joe immediately jumps to you know that Elaine is being unfaithful to him as, as uh-huh. uh, uh wife is unfaithful to him. Uh, so tell me his name. You know, she and now he's blocking Elaine from exiting the the building. Um, and he's like, "Did you know Poliacci kills his wife?" Uh, and Elaine goes, "Well, that's um, that's not good. That's uh, where I have a feeling
1: there's a and, lot of trouble for that cloud." <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, at this point, yeah. she's digging in her purse, yes. and almost in like kind of a snap of normal human being, but yeah. still jealous normal human being. He says. You're not leaving. Yeah, you're not leaving. Uh, but he doesn't say it in a crazy tone, which yeah. I which I thought was kind of weird. Ah. He he doesn't say you're not leaving.
0: You're not leaving. He
1: says you're not leaving, and yeah. he holds the door shut. Meanwhile, she sprays something in his eyes. I thought it was pepper spray. Yeah,
0: I, I wrote down Elaine Mace's Joe.
1: Yeah, it turns out it was what cherry <laughs> Banaka.
0: Cherry yeah. Banaka. Is that <laughs> yeah. a
1: perfume? No, it's a um, mouth
0: spray. Uh, yeah, <laughs> have you never seen Banaka? No, it was, I haven't. Uh, have you ever seen Dumb and uh, not not Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, not Dumb and Dumber, not Dumb dumb and Dumber, dumber. but Dumb and Dumber. Well, you know Jim Carrey's uh, stuff all runs together. Have you ever seen Dumb and Dumber?
1: Uh, A long time ago, I couldn't. So there's a scene when
0: they're going into a very expensive dinner, and he's like, "Sir, this is a thousand dollar a plate dinner," and they're like, "Oh well, uh, give us four. We might get hungry for seconds." And and he so so at that point, Jim Carrey takes out some banaca, and tries to squirt it in his mouth, but it's turned the wrong way, so it squirts in the doorman's eyes. Do you remember that part? No. That's the other big Banaka <laughs> moment in pop culture history. But yeah, I used to love my dad loved carrying around Banaka, and so anytime I could get Banaka. Wow, I'm,
1: I'm sure the people at Banaka love that free press there. Well, they, <laughs> Don't squirt it in your eyes, yeah. it will burn. Well, it's
0: obviously it ruined them because Banaka's yeah. not around anymore <laughs> that I know of. This may be another thing we have to try. But oh, um no. it used to be you know, so it was like an aerosol can of of spray that you would you know, spray in your mouth if you wanted fresh okay. breath, and it was very strong. In fact, I remember as a kid kind of like trying to see how many squirts of Benaca you could squirt on Ew. your tongue before oh. you would be in pain. You know, so no, it, think of it like very. It was very antiseptic, almost um, Listerine like in okay. its feeling. Yeah. So, but that was the original. The cherry was a different, different thing, as we'll find out later. So, um, yeah. At the apartment, Jerry's in a tux. Uh, he's calling the police now on Joe Devola because he's left a message and hasn't heard back, and and the cops won't act on yeah, it. Yeah, they're
1: not going to do anything. Yeah.
0: Just like Kramer said, uh, George, George enters in a comically small tuxedo. <laughs> With white yeah, socks.
1: And, yeah, and it honestly looks like he's wearing a child sized tux, but we learned that it's only from six years ago. It's his tux yeah. from six years ago. How much did his arms grow in six years? He's
0: gotten he's putting on some weight, I guess. He's
1: already in his mid thirties yeah. right now though. That's so what like he shoe was robbed. Al- he was already at least thirty. When yeah. he was wearing this tux,
0: I was in much better shape when I was in thirty. <laughs> I can tell you that. Maybe not. So George, crazy George, were your George arms length. shorter
1: when you were thirty?
0: No, but. <laughs> um I don't know I don't know why the arms shortened up, maybe because it's so much bigger that he can't I don't know I can't explain it maybe they won't go down as far. I mean, they look like they're down far enough. I can't explain why the why the arms are comically shorter than they were six years ago, but he wore he so he wore it to this wedding that he gave a big toast at that uh he was cursing doing, and Jerry was like, yeah, I' never heard cursing that much cursing during a uh, toast um and we find out that there's going to be no Susan coming to the opera now because she's got to yeah. pick a friend up from the airport. At this point, Kramer tries to enter, but uh, Jerry's locking the door now, which is something that George noticed, noted as well because of Joe DiVola. Um, <laughs> and so Kramer comes in, and he's in normal attire. He's in his normal Kramer wear. Mm-hmm. Um, Crame core. <laughs> we um, and he, uh, he, Jerry's like, I'm wearing a tux. People dress up for the opera. He's like, Yes, yeah, some people do. I don't. It's just another one of society's rules that Kramer flouts on a, <laughs> uh, on a flounce or flouts. Flouts? I don't know. Flouts on a, on a regular basis. Um, and Jerry calls him Ozzie Nelson, which is a reference to, probably a Way good reference to a Nick at Night show, the okay. Ozzie and Harriet show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So another black and white show that probably came on during Nick at Night at some point in its, uh, in its <laughs> run. Um, and so now they got two extra tickets because there's no Susan and no Elaine. Because, yeah,
1: that they paid 100 bucks a pop yeah. for.
0: Which honestly sounds low because this is the first time that I've heard that this is Pavarotti and Pagliacci. That's the man. I mean, that's like Really? The, that's the Sean Connery to James Bond Pavarotti is to oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you, have you heard of have you heard of Pavarotti? I have not. Okay, well, in back in the 90s, the tenors were big, big news. So there was um Pavarotti, there was Jose Carrera, and there was another one. And they came out with an album called The Three Tenors. And and all of a sudden, Americans were like obsessed with not only opera, but like classical music and opera and stuff like that. Huh. This album sold, it was like the number one album of opera. Music by these three guys, and so it, it it was kind of a crazy trend. I don't know if, if the three tenors came out, but I mean, if you're going to see Pagliacci, you want to see Paprati hmm. do Pagliacci. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm surprised it was the first time it was mentioned, but so that's why I'm like a hundred bucks for those tickets back then at Town Hall in New York City. I'm very surprised they're sitting in the orchestra section for a hundred bucks. For a hundred bucks, that's amazing. Yeah, so when when Kramer says we can scalp them for like five hundred bucks a ticket, I'm like, yeah. That sounds like a a deal that any New Yorker off the street that was interested will gladly pay. Wow. Okay. Um, But as they're walking out, George goes, "Isn't that illegal?" And Kramer goes, "Oh yeah." (laughs) Another one of society's conventions that Kramer is flouting. Um, Is that
1: the word? Do we know that for sure?
0: (laughs) Should I look it up? I think it's flout. You're flouting society's conventions. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, we cut to Joe Devola, who is applying uh, stark white makeup on his face for a reason that we don't know yet. Um, at Town Hall, so we're at the opera now, at the venue, and Elaine we, is talking to Jerry. She and we. This is where we find out she actually sprayed Banaka, Jerry mm-hmm. Banaka, in Joe's face to get out of there. And uh, and this is still, by the way, we have Jerry has no idea it's the same yeah. person. He's flipping a quarter. Uh, uh, hanging out in front of the opera, waiting to go in. And it's picked up by a guy who says it's his. They have an <laughs> odd confrontation.
1: Yeah, who was this guy? Yeah, uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, and Jerry wins the confrontation, Tell him to get lost. And uh, the guy says, why don't you get lost? And he says, because I was standing here, and the guy... Buckles immediately yeah, and walks away.
1: Like,
0: ah, uh. Yeah, and Jerry's like, I like this opera crowd. It makes me feel tough. Uh, which, you know, Jerry doesn't feel manly a lot of the time. So yeah, yeah, around yeah. these high society people, you know, he can he can throw his weight around mm-hmm. a little bit.
1: But, um, like, uh, on uh, what you are saying, we, we still don't know, like... Or, or Jerry and Elaine still yeah. don't know that they're talking about the same person, but Elaine uh, is talking about Joe DeVola snapping, and she's like, "He was like a totally different person." And Jerry's like, "You should, you should hear the message from my nuts." Yeah, net.
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, still,
1: so, never like giving names, not
0: putting them together. I, yeah, I
1: don't know how friends that close can end up be talking <laughs> about the same person, but not know it for so long.
0: Yeah, and Elaine could have said, "Oh, Joey lives in this building." Blah blah blah, and he's like wait a second, that's where Joe Davola lives. You know, Jerry could have even put it together geographically. Or maybe he doesn't know, you know. where Joe DiVola lives. Yeah, maybe he doesn't, but he just knows he lives in the neighborhood, doesn't know yeah. the building exactly. Uh, so in the park, Joe is walking through the park dressed as Pagliacci. Oh, wait, I spelled it this way. <laughs> P- <laughs> P-A-G-L-I-A-C-I. Not even close. Not wait, wait,
1: wait <laughs> close. actually, I think that is very close. Is that even closer? I mean, well, where where I think was it at? two Cs. Where'd you, where'd you write I it you be
0: able to read it, probably. Dressed as, wait. Joe, just as, as yeah.
1: Paul... Polly, Actually, yeah. Am I you're, just missing a C? You're just missing a C. Oh, wow. That's the closest you had it so far. I and did it. And you're still like, yeah, it's, not, it's nowhere near right. You're nowhere just missing a C. Near.
0: Yeah. I guess I thought there were lots of H's and more U's no. and I's in there and stuff. Yeah, no. It's, so a, that's it's a,
1: Italian, not Scandinavian.
0: <laughs> um, and he encounters some ruffians who begin giving him a hard time for being yeah, dressed what, as a clown. What are,
1: what are, what's up with these tough guys? <laughs> they, they look like they're supposed to be bikers, yeah. but... Th- they don't have motorcycles, they don't look <laughs> tough. You can't see any of their faces. They're like Hey, what's up, clown? Yeah, make me laugh, clown. <laughs> hey, clown, make me laugh. I, I think went, these are the okay. same three
0: or four guys that are hired for every '80s and '90s movie when they need like <laughs> they New need York some tough tuffs. guys. Yeah, yeah, you need some toughs. They were probably in the Warriors. Have you ever seen that movie? By the way, I oh, haven't. No, it's no, a great movie. <laughs> they were probably in the. They were probably in um, Police Academy Four, Citizens so on Patrol. They were probably in. Um, what's? Oh, I just had another movie with New York. <laughs> tuffs. Oh, they were probably in Crocodile Dundee. Oh my god! Uh, I'm sure one of these guys was in it's not, that's not a knife this is a knife scene so picture all of those guys that's who shows up what yeah. of the only thing I could read on one of their I think denim jackets or it might have been the leather vest said executioners or something like that yeah, yeah just like a, uh. a made up New York gang name you know? yeah we're the executioners
1: oh god and, but Joe Devola just straight up roundhouse kicks them yeah
0: he takes them all down yeah in you know typical 80s and 90s fa- uh, fashion of you know choreographed fighting one guy he just like does that little spin where you kneel down and then and spin around with your leg out and that, yeah. that takes that guy out immediately yeah like he doesn't, he doesn't Im- even
1: get back up yeah like, all it does is trip him up <laughs> yeah the only way he's not getting back up is if when he falls down he also hits his head on a rock right that's exactly the only way he should not get up
0: it's possible there was a glass bottle down there that it's he possible th- yeah. we didn't see it <laughs> we didn't see it or hear it but that's all you can think because otherwise all that might hurt is his ankle because <laughs> that's all that gets hit you know or maybe the back of his calf uh, but Joe, yeah, so Joe Davola, like roughhouses all of them and, and takes them all down with with the uh, you know one hit a piece. They only get hit once each. Yeah, and the guy that gets tripped, you could argue, didn't get hit at, all, he didn't get at <laughs> all, except by you know the the glass shards that were left on the ground or whatever was down there or the, the <laughs> very sharp rock that he happened to fall on. Uh, so in an alley, Kramer and George are scalping the tickets. Um, a, a guy comes up and uh, Kramer offers both of them for a thousand dollars. Which, um, and that's five hundred dollars a piece. Which George realistically
1: wants to take it. is probably what they were worth, and that's what in George, real life.
0: And George wants to take that because that's what he was expecting anyway. Five hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, that's what Kramer promised him. But uh, Kramer has dollar signs in his eyes now that the guy is, you know, um, is, you know, and, and the guy bolts so, uh-huh. because George and Kramer fight over their ticket. And now George wants his ticket to sell on his own because he thinks Kramer's not going to do a good job and get enough money for the Mm -hmm. the ticket. Um, In the theater, or back of the theater, meanwhile, Jerry spots the guy that threw George out of the wedding after that toast, which is a weird coincidence. All of a sudden, this guy, the same day they mention him, they haven't seen him in six years, they see him at the opera? Yeah, weird. (laughs) That's kind of weird. And uh, so... Then Jerry mentions something about Crazy Joe Devola.
1: Yeah, and Elaine just looks at him and thinks he's talking about Joey. Yeah, I've never and, told you his name. Yeah, and just like, what do, what do you mean? I, I know his name. It, me, meanwhile, yeah. they they each think that they're talking about their own person. Yes,
0: yeah, and un-
1: until like they eventually figure out that they're talking about the same person, they both freak out. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, a clown walks. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An immediate cutaway. We we don't have enough time to see. If it is Joe DiVola, yeah. Uh, but back with like Kramer and George, Mr. Reichman, the guy that they just saw,
0: yeah walks up that they just mentioned for the first time in six years yeah. earlier that day for some reason
1: <laughs> yeah it's a it's this big event that happened six years ago but <laughs> we're just hearing about it now yeah uh, Mr. Reichman walks up and interrupts George uh, trying to scalp his ticket uh, but George is like buzz off, buzz off I got something going here <laughs> yeah yeah like okay
0: yeah with another guy who was going to buy it and they would already kind of agreed on a price I think yeah uh, uh,
1: I think they had agreed on what like 250 yeah
0: yeah I think I think that's right yeah 250 which is much less than what George was going to was hoping for but um yeah and and so he uh yeah when george sees mr reitman oh and the guy is mr reitman's angry about scalpers being on his streets in new york it's like you know a crime happening in in a nice neighborhood i guess (laughs) uh mr reitman ends up putting george in a headlock just like a headlock just like he did when he kicked him out of the wedding uh six (laughs) years ago back at the theater uh jerry won't donate to this clown that's walked up who is not joe not joe devola yeah
1: Why did he want change?
0: I think this was kind of a... Just because he
1: was a street performer? Yeah, yeah, I guess
0: so. I guess he was like, hey, I'm dressed like Pagliacci, you guys are here, you can get your picture with Pagliacci or whatever, you know. Well, I guess this was before people actually had cameras all the time with them, but, um, you know, uh, he gets angry when Jerry can't Mm -hmm. donate. And then, oh! Uh, in the background, Mr. Reitman's wife runs by because he's in a fight back in the alley on the <laughs> yeah, other side of the she's just screaming,
1: that. like, is there a doctor here? Yeah. Is anybody a doctor? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: now we get a little stand-up bit, which it's been a while since we've seen a stand-up bit in the middle of the episode.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I felt about this because, like... There's a lot going on yeah, right yeah. now. You could have not had this, and it would have been paced perfectly fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. Although, I, don't, I don't think
1: we needed a break from the story. We must have needed
0: a commercial break, though. That's the, That's probably the bad thing you about so? it. Yeah, we're, it. In the age of Hulu, we're not living that's with commercial true. breaks so, anymore. So, so what?
1: Do you think it was uh, at the theater, commercial, come back, stand up, then back to the theater? I, so, so the stand up was on the other side of the commercial?
0: My guess Gosh, I don't know. Which way would you have done it? Would you have done it that way? I would have done it that way, yeah. Yeah.
1: Instead of like end that scene and go into a commercial on a stand-up Yeah, hit. right. Because then you have people like, oh, that, that was weird. Yeah. Instead of coming back, maybe you're picking up some new viewers at right. the commercial.
0: And they're talking about, he's talking about, dress, the worst thing about being a clown is being referred to as a clown. Yeah. Uh, you know, look at that clown over there, whatever. Uh, and a clown is just an annoying person. without a, with, with, Without the context of the circus, clowns are just very annoying people. Which is true. Even with the context yeah. of the circus and yeah. sometimes, you know, you put up with them because you're like, All right, they're a part of the circus, but clowns are pretty annoying. I mean, I don't think they're very scary, but it sucks when, like, a clown... Has, gets a target on you, and you're like, "Oh, great! Now I gotta, mm-hmm. now I gotta do a bit with this. Cl- now I gotta do a bit with this clown,
1: uh, you know." And, and that's another thing that Jerry is saying <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Uh, you, "If you are a clown, you're always called a Refer clown. To I as don't want to work with this clown. Yeah, yeah. What's the deal with this clown? Yeah. Now I gotta do a bit with this. Now clown. I gotta do
0: a bit with this clown. <laughs> yeah. So, um, th- and they make you play along, and it's like, "I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to. I, you know, I am a fun person, but I don't want to. But then you end up doing it anyway." <laughs> uh, so back in the theater, are they're gonna miss the overture, Elaine to see the overture. Well, hold
1: up before we get to that. Oh, oh K- that's right. Kramer yeah. encounters. Kr- yeah, yeah, Kramer is trying to sell his one ticket and Davola walks up and uh, through a couple of lines we get, this is brilliant here. Davola is uh, asking Kramer if he's ever seen a clown before and Kramer's like, yeah, we used to go to the circus whenever I was younger. I, I used to be scared of the clowns. <laughs> yeah. And Davola's like, do you want to say the line? Oh, I, what did he say? He, <laughs> says, he says this line right okay. here
0: are you still scared of clowns?
1: And Kramer's just like, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's weird and off-putting, this scene. I mean, it's it's not very funny at it's all. It's not, know? I mean, but
1: like, it's funny in it's, how... Yeah, Kramer, the, it, Kramer's in delivery, how, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, he delivers it and how... Uh, like you said, off-putting it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so then at the theater, Elaine's upset about maybe missing the overture because they don't have the tickets yet because Kramer uh-huh. has the tickets with him, and so that's did, why did they're waiting for him. Did he have all of the tickets? I think so, yeah. Why?
1: Why would he exactly. not give Jerry and Elaine I their own tickets?
0: Yeah, yeah. Or at least give Jerry the tickets when he, I don't know, maybe, uh, we, we don't know why. We don't know why. Uh. Well, Actually, I take that back because he was in the apartment with Jerry and George when they were all going to the, opera together so jerry should have been like give me my and elaine tickets so we can go in while you guys are messing around in the alley yeah yeah like wh- i don't know
1: why why would they let kramer have both of their tickets yeah. if they don't want to hang out in the alley waiting for them to sell extra tickets
0: exactly um but th- at this point jerry sings a song about the overture
1: yeah he does he does his own overture yeah and uh, uh- it,
0: to rock his applause from the studio yeah. audience yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was a pretty funny performance <laughs> And Elaine mentioned something about knowing anything about high culture that didn't come from Looney Tunes. Yeah, from Bugs Bunny yeah, cartoons. Yeah, from Bugs yeah. Bunny cartoons, which, by the way, were a staple of Nickelodeon in 1992 as oh, well. Okay. I used to love watching Looney Tunes on Nickelodeon. Yeah, one of my favorite. I'd watch hours and hours and hours after school. Um, And then Joe approaches,
1: dressed in the clown makeup. And Jerry and Elaine both think it's the same clown yes. from a few minutes ago. Uh, Elaine smells some cherry Banaka. Yeah, and then they realize that it is Davola, and they run. Yeah,
0: because they see the other cl- the other clown start singing across the yeah. crowd. Yeah, from across the crowd, and then, so they see, and then yeah, so they realize it's Joe Davola. and then they make a, a hasty sort of Keystone Copsish getaway as, they, <laughs> as we've seen them do before. Uh, back in the alleyway, George makes a deal for two fifty for the ticket. He's, then-
1: he's still trying to get two seventy five yeah. though.
0: Uh, And then Susan appears. Yeah. Uh, And because her friend's uh, flight got delayed at the airport. airport, And and George is like, well, they don't have another plane? They can't send another plane? Because he's trying to... Now he wants to sell Susan. He's selling Susan's ticket. Uh Uh-huh. And George uh, like sort of does a little laugh move and slips the ticket to his friend Harry Fong. This is my friend Harry Fong. Uh, And he slips him the ticket and, and takes the money in kind of a in kind of one motion so mm-hmm. Susan doesn't see. Back at the theater, the usher won't let Jerry and Elaine in without tickets. Uh but luckily, Kramer shows up right at that second with his tickets and and uh, to go inside. In the seats now, Jerry remarks that Eva Martone is playing Neda. And that... Yeah, is that a name that I should know? Well, from earlier, Joe Davola called Elaine Netta when he said... Well, not Netta, but Eva
1: Marteau. Oh, that I don't know. No, that
0: one I I wasn't familiar with myself. Okay. But they both seem to recognize the name, so maybe she was kind of... It's
1: it's probably an actress from the 1950s. Exactly, If if Jerry's calling attention to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, And... Harry Fong enters. Or if that's what that is I'm his call- real that, name. It's not, but that's what I'm calling him. Uh, he enters, and so it's the seating goes, you know, Kramer and Elaine, Jerry, Harry, and then Susan comes in from the other side, and we find out that Harry only gave George 175 bucks.
1: <laughs> I wonder if that was uh, Harry Fong, like, being slick with his money, or George, like... Was okay with getting one hundred and seventy five dollars because, like, if they Ge- were at two fifty, weren't they? I know. And if George is like, okay, yeah, two fifty, and we see Harry Fong like counting money like with his back turned yeah, to George, yeah, yeah. and then like he just like kind of hands the money like off to his side, right? Like, it's right like by his rib cage. George grabs the money quick and puts the ticket in uh-huh. Harry Fong's vest pocket, like you said, like yeah. what one quick motion. So I'm thinking Harry Fong shorted George seventy five bucks.
0: That's exactly what happened. I think that's exactly what we're led to happen is that Harry Fong got the better of George uh, Costanza. But still,
1: George made a profit
0: seventy five bucks. He made a seventy five bucks profit. He's got to be happy about that. Oh, he's
1: not going to be happy with it because Kramer you're turned right. down five hundred for two tickets. Yeah,
0: and and he was due two fifty, so he should be happy. He got away with scalping a ticket illegally. Mm-hmm. He made seventy five dollars, but you're right. It, there are two previous offers. Of five hundred dollars and then two fifty that he should yeah. he was entitled to. Uh, oh, but then we found out that Kramer did sell his ticket to some nut in a clown suit. Uh, and at that point, the lights go down, and Jerry and, and
1: Elaine's faces just, are just shocked and yeah, horror.
0: They're just staring straight yeah. ahead, and there's uh, there's applause, and yeah. Um, and I,
1: I was glad that we didn't see Davola come in again, yeah, because it it made for uh, uh, it really sold the punchline of Kramer saying that he sold his ticket to some nut in a clown suit. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm glad we didn't see him sit down and just stare at Elaine and Jerry or something. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah, or or appear on the aisle
0: after Jerry goes. well, yeah. who would you sell you, your ticket to? And like this is my seat or something like that. Yeah, you know? I, I
1: think I think not having that really yeah. helped the end of the episode. Yeah, it was
0: funny because um, now they're stuck. They thought being inside they'd be they'd get away from him. Now they're inside with him. No idea where he is in this building, but he has the right to sit right next to them. Yeah. You know? uh, so yeah, that's that's terrifying. I would have loved to have seen how the rest of this episode played out. You know what they did? They got up and left, or whatever. Um, so, but there's one more stand-up bit uh, about opera glasses. And how big did these opera singers have to get before you can see them? They're 250, pushing 320. You really need binoculars to see them. Kind of a joke about how the stereotypical, again, from Looney Tunes, that's probably where we get that idea of the giant opera singer. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. Pavarotti was a big guy, but... Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it sort of is a cliche. The, um, you know, the breastplate and the horn helmet and stuff like that. Uh Like, that's one opera. I think. (laughs) I don't think that's every opera. Oh my god! Yeah. But to Jerry, he learned about everything with about high society through Bugs Bunny cartoons. Mm -hmm. That's all he knows about operas. (laughs) That's what it looks like.
1: And I did really like his line. uh, If you can't pick these people up, forget opera. Maybe optometry should be your thing. It's a fun play on words. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Once I wrote them out, I was like, oh, opera, optometry. They both start with op. Yeah, um, and, and that's pretty much it, except uh, the N- Over the End Credits plays a song that we've heard several times in this episode, uh, Vesti La Giuba, which is the very famous song from yeah. Pagliacci. I'm, that, I'm not, you know. not going to
1: try and yeah. like, sing opera here, but it it's the one yeah. opera song that you're thinking of. Right you know, now. it's the one that goes, da, 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 you know it, you know it. Yeah. That was
0: basically it, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> can, can we edit that in over the credits? Is that royalty free? Yeah. <laughs> Probably
0: as long as you don't get one well actually I shazammed it. I was like, Oh, this is a pretty clear uh, performance of this song. Shazam came back with nothing. I was like, I thought it'd be able to tell me if this is Pavarotti if they licensed a Pavarotti performance or what, but it'd be cool if they
1: licensed one of his performances. Yeah,
0: they might have. I just have no I thought it would be an officially released thing, but I found something that you could not Shazam. (laughs) <laughs> and it's that performance of uh, La Giuba or whatever it's called. So, all right, that's it.
1: <laughs> you're you're breaking out your suburban white Texan yep, mom. There it is
0: again. Yeah. W-
1: what what was it? What was it called? Vesti Vesti La La Giuba Giuba or Giuba
0: probably because it's Vestila Giuba Giuba. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. God.
1: All right, did we have any homework? I don't think anything popped up. No, okay. surprisingly. Um, did we want to come up with a better description? I think we have to. Oh, yes. Because uh, the first uh, first description was, Unaware her bow is a mad stalker, Jerry takes Elaine to the opera. It, it, it's all over Ugh, the
0: place. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> uh, what about um Elaine? I would love to tie in El- Elaine's... Bo has a dark secret, and the gang goes to the opera.
1: <laughs> wow, we really are turning this into Always Sunny, <laughs> yeah,
0: aren't we? I, <laughs> I mean, I kind of like that. You know, I, I, I hate the marrying of these two clauses together. Yeah, it sounds like Jerry takes Elaine to the opera because her bow is whatever. Because of Yeah, because the, they're
1: not related no, in the story.
0: No, uh, they, and they've married these two on, on 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 ideas together that have nothing to do with each other. Um, so. I mean, I mean, do you like that? You know, Elaine discovers a dark secret about her new boyfriend. I don't even hate the word beau. Yeah. Um, Elaine discovers a dark secret about her new boyfriend. Or maybe just secret. Elaine discovers a secret about her new boyfriend.
1: Yeah. I think and, secret's fine. And? Semicolon. Yeah. The gang goes to the opera. The gang opera. goes to the opera. <laughs> sure. Sure, man. All right. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, next episode, we've got season four, episode nine, The Virgin. Uh, original air date November eleventh, nineteen ninety two, and original uh, original description. Hours before a network meeting, Jerry and George draw a blank. Guest Jane leaves. Ooh, now I know who Jane leaves Do is you? because okay. I know
0: this episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, people might know her from Kramer. She went on to great fame in, in the show Kramer. Uh, I'm wait. sorry, the show Frasier. Okay, I was <laughs> going to say, wait, what? The spin the spin off I wrote and self produced. <laughs> On my YouTube channel, Kramer. Um, no, <laughs> Fraser. She was on Fraser. Are you familiar with Fraser? I'll spoil it for you right now. She was because you'll recognize her if you watched Cram- uh, Fraser. <laughs> Do you watch Fraser? Did you watch Fraser? He's really
1: slipping up today. I know. Uh, I have never seen Fraser, but I know oh, okay. that it is a spin-off of Cheers, right? It is, indeed, okay.
0: yes. Um with the great Ted Danson who made 800000 dollars an episode.
1: <laughs> Wait, in Fraser or in Cheers?
0: In Cheers. Okay.
1: Ted Danson, I don't think, ever appeared
0: on Fraser, but he might have. They brought the guest stars in every now and then. I I'm think. sure
1: there's gotta be one episode. One
0: episode where they brought they talked him into it. Yeah. Could yeah. be. Could be.
1: For one million. For a million dollars an episode, yeah. Man, making Big Bang Theory money. I wonder
0: what uh, Kelsey Grammer made for Frasier, because that show was super successful, it lasted a long time, and it was very funny, so I wonder.
1: Yeah, I always forget that it was a spinoff, because it it was like really successful successful
0: in its own right yeah. yeah i mean you don't get spinoffs that that last that long although crane the spinoff kramer would have been a smash success <laughs> i'm sure they talked about it the, you
1: know the the spinoff kramer was that one youtube video <laughs> of michael richards doing stand-up at the comedy store yeah that was it
0: that was his shot <laughs> but you know they talked about it i mean you know they it, it was you know oh my god they yeah. it, i mean because seinfeld went out on top and so they were like all right how do we keep the cash cow going just like the way joey spun off of friends they were like somebody's Aww. Who Wants to Keep Working? Joey? All right. Your show's called Joey. Man. And then yeah, it didn't it didn't last at all. I
1: think it lasted for a season. I think didn't it, it did.
0: Maybe even like half a season. But yeah, Man. nobody really watched it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to know what uh what the possible spin-offs were yeah. whenever Seinfeld ended.
0: I bet you could talk to each one of them and go, Yeah, NBC came to me and they were like, here's the idea about George. He's a whatever a traveling salesman or he gets back into real estate or something like that or here's the show about elaine or here's the show about kramer
1: and you're the manager of the circus
0: <laughs> you're the manager of the circus yeah um, all right i think that's it right
1: yeah that's all i've got all
0: right for no hugging no learning i'm tim murphy
1: i'm ted hollowell be good